Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to season two of Cambridge Islamic College's podcast, the Tafsir of Surah Kaf. How can we prefer the afterlife over this life? How can we prefer faith over materialism? Sheikh Akram's Tafsir of Surah Al-Kaf explores this in the light of the Quran, the challenging issues of the modern times, and what guidance we can get from this surah to find a solution. So write that down. I think that will help you for many many things. Actually, what happens is people actually like entertainment. That I understand. People want to have some types of kinds of entertainments. So when you talk about the jar, about Gog and Magog, and about the conspiracy theory, people love these things because why? Because it's like entertainment, nothing to do. Then you don't need to do anything. And what Quran is doing is not like that. Quran wants to make you responsible to do something. Quran wants to teach you now. You have to work hard. You have to do. You know, it is not that other people's conspiracy. Quran wants to make very clear. That the reason of your decline is not that other people are efficient. No, it is not actually. The Quran want to make very clear the reason of your decline is because you are not efficient. You have to make effort. You have to make effort. If you do properly, other people's efficiency cannot stop you. It is not that Americans are very strong. The Muslims cannot actually, you know, cannot do anything in the world. No, Muslims don't want to do anything. We are lazy. We are not doing anything. Try to understand properly. The book is teaching you that nobody can stop you from any success if you want to follow success. Nobody can stop you. Nobody on the face of the earth can stop you from any success if you want to follow the success. Nobody can stop you. But we people, for two hundred years, we actually think that the reason we have fallen down and the reason we are declined because other people's conspiracies, other people's actually you know effort. Nothing like that really. Don't blame anyone other than yourself. Simple thing, really. It is your iman and your Islam. And Quran says very clearly, "Wa in kuntum mu'minin." If you have iman, you must be high. Nobody can beat you. Once iman comes, Allah will help you. Quran must very clear. "Qad aflah al-mu'minun al-ladhihum fi salatihim khashiyoon." Those believers who do khushun the prayer, they are successful. Quran says, "In tanzurullaha yansurkum wa yathbit aqdamakum." Allah said. If you help Allah, help his religion, Allah will help you and he will make you firm on the face of the earth. Nobody can defeat you. So many times the Quran, Quran says it is not number. Very many times happened in the history. A small number, they became victorious and winners against the big number. All the time. You can see really all the time happening. So Quranic ways that the reason you have declined and you have fallen not because other people are more clever than you and they are stronger than you and they are more efficient than you. This is not the reason. The reason you declined actually is because you are not efficient. Because you don't do your work. You don't. You don't do what Allah commands you. In this Surah Al-Kaf actually teaches you what you need to do, and that your work should be amal salih, iman and amal. And second thing is. Then refer every single thing to Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. Wait for the right moment. When the right moment will come, Allah will help you. Do sabr, amal and sabr. If you do two things, Allah will be always helping. That is how the whole Surah the Quran is. Anyway, now let's move to the uh, next story in, the, in Surah Al-Kahf, and that is the story of Iblis. <coughs> This story also need to be understand uh, understood properly. And we have to also understand really what exactly Iblis does, what is it? Is it actually Shaitan does? I have written down 
you know, our thinking really, because one of the problem in our society, people don't know really what, how much power shaitan has got, how much Iblis can do, how much David can do, people don't know. So maybe, inshallah, in the great time, you know, uh, I can ask, I'll ask Zakaria to write down one page exactly what Iblis shaitan does. So then uh, people understand it because so much exaggeration about shaitan, the people make shaitan so happy. Shaitan does not have those powers that people believe he has. He does not have really. His powers are very, very limited. And actually, the thing is, try to understand, Shaitan himself is a believer. No, Shaitan is not a believer. He believes in Allah as Rabb. He was with the angels. He was, he was worshipping. And he is the one who said to Allah, Oh my Lord, that you, know, you created Adam from clay, and you created me from fire. I am better than him. You made me better than him. And then Allah cursed him. So he said, Oh my Lord, Rabbi, you know, oh my, he said, oh my Lord, oh my Lord, give me time. Defer my death until the day of Qiyamah. Allah said, okay, you know, you are nothing really. Don't, you have no value. Even if I defer your, your life and you remain all the time alive, you can't do anything in, in this world. And he, he cursed. Think really, if he's so much cursed, can he, can he harm you? You know, if somebody cursed by Allah, can he harm you? In this world, this world is run by Allah alone. Nobody else. If Allah curse someone, can, can he harm you? That's why one of the tabi'i I like very much uh, uh, Abu Hazim. Abu Hazim rahmanullah said, وَمَا إِبْلِيسُ وَلَقَدْ عُصِيَ فَمَا ضَرَّ وَلَقَدْ أُطِيَعَ فَمَا نَفَعَ What is Iblis? Iblis has been disobeyed, but he could not hurt. People disobey him. The Prophet does he obey Iblis or dis does, uh, uh, disobey him? Disobey him. The Prophet Muhammad Ibrahim Salam, Musa Salam, Isa Salam, and all the companions, Abu Siddiq, Omar Farooq, they don't obey Iblis. Could he harm them? No. So he said, my Iblis, what is Iblis? Laqad People disobey Iblis and he cannot do anything. Cannot harm them. And people obey him and he cannot benefit him. Abu Jahal obeys Iblis. Did Iblis benefit him? Firaun obeys Iblis. Can Iblis benefit him? No. Abu Lahab obeyed Iblis. Obeyed Iblis. Did Iblis help him? No. Think really how, how little his power is. Nothing. And people have so much exaggeration about Iblis and Shaitan and Jinn. They have no power to try to understand properly. Why the Quran mentions this story? That is very important to understand. There are two things to understand about this story. The first thing is that the Quran wants to tell the people of Quraysh that the Prophet Muhammad has come as a warner to warn you against hellfire. You know, against the hellfire, that what is the bad endings waiting for everybody. He has come to warn you against hellfire, but you don't listen to him. He is so sincere to you. He has grown up among you. You know, you know him, who he is. He never harmed you. He never cheated you. He never has enmity against you. He has grown among you and you loved him. Actually, the Prophet until he became Prophet, nobody has any problem with the Prophet or Quraysh, they loved him. It's only when he started teaching, they started opposing him. But before that, everybody has no problem with him. The Quran is saying that the Prophet Muhammad warning you against the hellfire, teaching you properly and sincerely. He's so sincere to you. He loves you, but you don't listen to him. This one, in this way, the way you disobey the Prophet and Allah you basically are following the footsteps of Iblis. 
that why Quran mentions the story of Iblis. That Iblis, Shaitan, Allah has so much favor upon him. He created him. He did favor upon him. But then he then he disobeyed Allah. By 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 whatever you're doing, open Quraysh, you basically are following the footsteps of you know Iblis. And who Iblis is? Iblis is your enemy, an enemy of your father. You're not following someone who's sincere to you. You leave Allah and follow someone who's harmful to you. He believes how bad he is a substitute to the to wrongdoers. You know, you had Allah, you leave Allah and take the Iblis. You got the Prophet Muhammad to guide you. You leave him and you follow the teachings of Iblis. Think properly. You know, he's your enemy. He's jealous of you. He does not want you to go to paradise. He does not want you to have the success. success. That's what he, you know, he hates you. And now you want to follow his footsteps. So that is the main reason why the Quran mentioned the story of Surah Al-Kahf in this context. But second thing the Quran we also want to tell you that, uh, which I emphasized in the, from the very beginning, that, uh, you know, that keep in mind that about every single thing in this world, the knowledge we have got, no doubt really, we have got some knowledge, but there are many, many more things that we don't know. And similarly to, to anything to happen, you know, we need, we need certain powers. We have got some powers, but not actually the whole thing. So most of the things that we don't have, to, we, are, we have to do depend on Allah Taala. What shaitan does, shaitan actually, the knowledge that you have got, it creates in your mind, that is sufficient. That power you have got, he creates in your mind, that is sufficient. Actually, he also wants to create in your mind that there is no other knowledge. This is actually what is. Shaitan creates in your mind, there is no other power. So what, what happening in front of the people is, they become arrogant. So Shaitan, for example, like in our time, scientists, scientists believe that whatever they know, that what they know, nothing beyond that. So they become arrogant. That's what Shaitan does. Shaitan does not teach you anything. Shaitan creates in your mind that whatever you know, that is enough. Whatever power you have got, that's enough. So people become arrogant. So people become Firaun. Like Firaun is thinking, he's so powerful. He has no idea that his power is so limited and, you know, and very quickly can go. He has no idea about that. Like these people of the garden, you know, this man who has two gardens. And when he comes to his gardens, what he said, I don't believe that my garden ever going to be destroyed. You see how, how ignorant he is. And how weak he is. But shaitan creates in mind. In our time, consider it. People learn something and they become arrogant. People get some power and they become arrogant. That's what shaitan does. Similarly, enjoyment. Limited enjoyment. Sometimes shaitan will teach you, oh no, you know, don't worry about halal, haram. This, you know, you think nothing is actually going to harm you. You know, eat and enjoy the life. So he wants to use the knowledge that you have got. He wants to turn away you from the things that you don't know. Because shaitan knows if you look at the thing that you don't know, you'll be scared. So shaitan wants only to you to think about what you know, not about what you don't know. Shaitan only wants to you believe in the power that you've got, not, not those things where you have no power. Is it clear? So Allah wants to tell you that, that how shaitan works really. That's why the best thing in their life is for all the believers is that whenever you know something, always be very clear to your mind, I know very little really. But most of the things I don't know. I should trust in my Lord. The power that I've got over anything, 
is very, very limited. And that power is not enough. I should not be arrogant. I should depend on my, my Lord. Basically, Quran wants to teach you to be dependent. Dependent in the knowledge or in the power on your Lord. Because He is all knowledgeable. He has got all the knowledge and He has all the power. That Quran teaches. Quran teaches you that you are dependent on your Lord since the time you are born until the time you die. You never can be independent. Shaitan teaches you and Shaitan actually laughs at you. He teaches you you are independent. And actually this thing has become so deep now that in the schools, in the universities, in the colleges, in the society, in the TV, in the internet, in all the sources that were the teaching. They fill your, your, your mind with this false knowledge that you are independent. It's not true really. You are not independent. You can see the problem. Anything happens, you become so weak really in your life. You get up in the morning very happily and sometimes something happens and you, you change. You know, an accident happens. Allah SWT can change your mood. Anything can happen. In the life case, millions of factors, any of them happen and you change. You don't control your own mood. You really don't control your own future. You don't control your own present. When you think really you are nearer to success and one step just behind the success, Allah SWT can turn the whole thing into failure. So many times he keeps doing all the time. So the story of Iblis has been mentioned for this purpose. That Iblis actually deceives you. He makes you to believe in your own power and in your knowledge. While Allah wants to tell you to be realistic. Want to tell you, no, your knowledge is very little. And Allah's knowledge is more perfect, trust in Him. Your power is very limited and Allah's power is more perfect, trust in Him. So now they read you know, this story. So Quran said, in a story of Adam and a story of Iblis has come in the Quran many times. Malaika is Jama'af, ruler of Malakun. Malakun Arabic language means angel. Malakun basically means messenger. Somebody who takes a message. Since angels are you know, messenger between Allah and between the creation, so that's why they are called Malak and Jama'af is Malaika. Malaika are created from the light. One thing about the Malaika, about the angels in the Quran is, that they never disobey their Lord. La ma amarahum. They never disobey whatever Allah commands them. Ma and they only do whatever they have been commanded. So angels never, never disobey. Though angels can be different. Meaning is, angels can, some angels can be better than others. So angels can improve themselves in the good. They never can do evil, but in the good they can be better and better. They can improve themselves. You know, like whatever they are now, and next day they will be better than that. They can do more ibadah, more obedience, and they can arise. So try to understand. And just never disobey the Lord, but in the do, in the obedience, they are not all equal. In the ta'a, in the, in, in, the, in, in, in the virtue, not all of equal. They can, they can vary. Then angel. And then Allah also created jinn. Jin. So jinn uh, is an Arabic word which actually is jama, plural, and the singular is jinni, jinniyun. And the word is from the root of jim, noon, noon. Jim, noon, noon, double noon. Jim, noon, noon in Arabic language means to hide, to cover something, to hide something. That jinn means. Like, you know, in Arabic language, you say jannatun. Jannatun means garden. Why jannatun is garden? Because the trees in the garden, they cover and they hide the ground. 
everything covered. The devil called Jannatun. Jannatun means garden. So from Jannah Jannu to hide. Similarly, Jannatun in Arabic language means shield. So when people fight in the past, you know, and they used to use sword, so they used to have Jannah. So Jannah used to help them to, you know, when they are somebody attacking them with the sword, you can take the sword on your shield. Shield will stop you. So Jannah is hiding you and covering you from the from the harm, from the injury. So that's Jannatun. Similarly, Junoon. Junoon is madness. Why it is madness? Because when people are, people are mad, their intellect, their akla has been hidden. It has been covered. So that's called Junoon. So you can see anything that comes from this root, it is meaning always something to hide, something hidden. So why jinnis are called jinni? Because they are Swatala created in a way. So they are hidden from the human being. We cannot see them. So they are hidden. That's why they call jinn. Allah created the jinn before the human being. And human being is called in the Quran, you know, ins or insan. Ins is like jinn. To insan, insan actually are in Arabic language means those people who are inclined to each other. Means they can't live alone. They want they want to be familiar with each other. So like a society basically. So some people have to say that you know human being is a social animal. You know, to do, we don't like really the word animal for human being. But anyway, that's how people, some people think. So, you know, it, 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 human being loves society. They live to be, they want to be together. For a gene, it's not important. They can alone, in, anywhere they can, can live. Before human being was created, jinn used to be there already. Jinn were already on the earth. Then the Quran has mentioned, the last one in Surah Al-Baqarah, that Allah said to angels, that I am going to create a Khalifa, you know, somebody who is going to carry my commands on the face of the earth. And the angels, they had some questions and Allah answered their questions. And then Allah SWT created Adam, the first man, from clay. You know, it has come in the Quran so many times, from the clay, from the earth, he created Adam, Adam and Islam. And then he commanded all the angels to do sajda, to prostrate, prostrate to Adam, to do sajda to Adam. So that's very clear. And the Quran says, Then all the angels, they did say that to Adam al Islam. Quran also mentions, Iblis did not do say that. So who is Iblis? In this surah, it is very clear, Iblis is not from angels. Iblis is from jinns. Quran says, He was from jinnis. Iblis is from jinnis. Iblis is father of all the jinnis. And Adam is the father of all human being. So similarly, Iblis is the father of all the jinn. If Iblis was not from the angels, so why it, it matters that he did not do sajda? Because Allah said when we said to angels to do sajda, and all the angels did. But you know, when Iblis did not do it, why, why Quran mentioned Iblis anyway? So it was very clear from the Quran that Iblis was also meant to do sajda. Because Allah SWT said to Iblis in one of the surahs, مَا مَنَعَكَ أَلَّا تَسْجُدَ إِنْ أَمَرْتُكَ What stopped you that you did not do sajda when I commanded you? It means when Allah commanded of sajda to Adam, Iblis was also in the command. Iblis was also commanded. How this command applied to him? Because Allah said to angels. One thing also you can see in the Quran. Quran never said when Allah said, O angels, do sajda. If Allah has said, oh, and just do sajda, then we can think jinn are not included. 
Allah only said to the angels, do such that. He did not say, oh angels. He said to the angels, do such that. And Iblis was also with them. For example, all the students are here, and somebody comes here, like a technician, doing something, helping for the computer and all those things. He is not studying here. And some, and some people make noise. And I say, you know, to the students, that all the students, they remain quiet. It does not mean that people are not a student in the classroom, they can make noise. You know, it also means they also should be quiet. They are also included in the, in the command. So though Iblis was not from the angels, but Iblis was with them. It's worship and he was with them. So when Allah commanded you know, angels to do sajda, Iblis was also included in sajda. And also, sometimes you command the higher people, and then the command includes the lower people anyway. You know, if a command for the, for the parent, then children included. If the commands are for the kings and ministers, then the subjects are included. So when angels are commanded to do such that to Adam al-Islam, to Iblis is commanded anyway. So anyway, it could be one of those reasons. But what is certain in the Quran is that Iblis also was commanded to do sajda. And Iblis never said to Allah, when Allah said to Iblis, why didn't you do sajda? Iblis never said, because you did not command me. He never said. He understood properly that he is also commanded to do sajda to Adam al-Islam. He did not do sajda. And when Allah asked him, why did he not do sajda? So he said, I am better than Adam. خَلَقْتَنِي مِن نَارٍ وَخَلَقْتَهُ مِن طِينٍ You created me from fire and I created him from clay. So I am better than him. Just think properly. Who made you? This is actually what happened. When people have little knowledge, they become arrogant very quickly. You know, Iblis should think really that all this thing, whether you are from fire or clay, who made you? You made yourself. Who chose fire for you? You know, Allah is commanding you should listen to him. But he does not listen to him. He becomes arrogant. And arrogance is something Allah never likes. Really. People in this world, they have got two types of sins. Two types of sin. One type of sin actually is what uh, you know, hayawani or bahimi. And one is, you know, shaitani. Two types of sin. Those, those, those sins which are, which come from animals. And those sins which come from iblis. The sin that come from animals is sin of the desire. Eating, drinking, or sex, these sins, they are sin, no doubt about that. Like zina is very, very dangerous. You know, stealing or eating halal, haram, you know, all this, they are sin. But people who do the sins which are animal do, it, they know they are lower. So there is a possibility they can repent. But the sin of the Iblis is very, very dangerous, really. Iblis sin is not, you know, this small thing. Iblis sin is much more dangerous. Iblis sin is in arrogance. He makes you proud. When pride comes, then basically it is very difficult to listen to anything. Because you already think that you are better anyway. Like like Firaun, you know, he cannot listen. Because he thinks you know, he's, he's, he's better. So when pride and arrogance comes, very difficult to you know, guide anybody. So in the, that why in the ulama, and I think it is Hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, that Allah never likes anyway to be pride. And actually he says, Al-Kibriya or Ridai. You know, the pride, you know, is my cloak. You know, if anybody wants to take it, then you know, he's fighting Allah SWT. It's very, very dangerous. So, shaitan's actually problem is this. He creates in the mind that you are better. You deserve something else. And that is that one of the problem of the people of disbelief is. Sometimes people say, people think really, that I deserve life better than this. Why Allah is punishing me? I deserve more than that. 
this is from where from shaitan think properly you don't deserve it. you know the reason for which you think you deserve it. who made the reason like shaitan shaitan think he is better than adam why because he he is from fire but think properly who made you from fire allah so how can you better it allah who made, you know he made you from fire he made someone from clay so how can you be to so similarly you know all the sometimes people think that i have studied in oxford and cambridge and this and that i am so good but think properly all these things who made for you allah who made your mind who gave you all the opportunities who gave you this space you can learn properly allah subhanahu wa ta'ala don't don't anybody who think that they deserve more than what they have it is arrogance the rave of the believer is what always to believe that i have i have more than i deserve shaitan teaches you you have less than you deserve you deserve more shaitan teaches you you have got less than you deserve and allah taught you no the other way is true you have got much more than you deserve you don't deserve anything really so whatever you got is because allah has given you as a gift you don't deserve do you think really do you deserve to have two eyes and what best you deserve what you have done in the world that you need to have two eyes what you have done when you were born all the both eyes are his gift if he takes away one of them why you disappointed why you think you know you should deserve that in the first case when you have two eyes you do not deserve that anyway you have one eye same thing anything you have got really that you know you have got now peace in the world in, in your house and you want something more than that why you think you deserve more than that you know there are people in the world who have so much problem why you can't be one of them try to understand this properly shaitan teaches you always that you deserve more than whatever you have got the truth of the matter is that we deserve less than what we have got basically simple thing is we don't deserve anything any favor that you have got we don't deserve everything from allah subhanahu we i did not deserve my eyes it allah did favor he gave me eye i don't deserve to have mind allah did favor upon me and he gave me allah could have made me like flower or could have made me a stone he could have made me a leaf of a tree he could have made me anything whatever i am just his favor nothing more than that so try to understand that how shaitan works so now the quran says wa id qulna lil malaikati sujudu li adam remember now this story cuz you people you disobey allah his messenger to you basically following the footsteps of shaitan iblis the quran says qulna remember when we said to the angels usjudu li adam do sajda to adam prostrate to adam that was done this sajda what, what the purpose is no doubt really sajda is only for allah because in this universe no one deserves to be worshiped other than allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and sajda is the maximum extreme humility in front of anybody extreme humility this extreme humility nobody deserves other than allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that why sajda is forbidden for anybody especially in this religion maybe in the past was allowed for some, some occasions but in this religion it is not allowed but certainly when allah commands something then you do sajda then sajda is not for for that thing sajda is for allah and that thing only qibla like for example when we pray and we pray in the direction of what the kaaba do we worship kaaba we worship allah allah is the one who commanded 
to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Kaaba is only the direction. To when Allah commanded, I, I, I am just to do sajda to Adam. To Adam was not to be worshipped. Adam was only Qibla and it was command of Allah to be carried out. Allah commanded their unjust to do. Not for Adam. Allah commanded they have to do. And Adam is their Qibla. They have to do the sajda to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the direction of Adam alayhi salam. Why in the direction of Adam alayhi salam? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to make Adam as commander of the earth, ruler of the master of the, of the earth. And the angels are now made very make to clear to them that you have to obey Adam. To when Adam does something, help him. So basically, Sajda was for loyalty and obedience to Adam alayhi salam according to the command of Allah. Like for example, whenever a king or queen sends, appoints a governor, then all the policemen and all the army, they have to have salute, you know, to express their loyalty to the governor because they are going to listen to him. But it could be, once the king becomes angry with the governor, same policemen are going to arrest him as well, arrest the governor. But whenever the governor obeys the, you know, the king, you know, the, all the policemen and all the army, they are going to obey and listen to the governor. This sajda was for that loyalty, to make very clear that angels are going to be, to have full loyalty, to Adam al Islam, but certainly when Adam and his sons sometime they rebel too much, then Allah will use the same angels to arrest Adam or Adam's descendants or to, to destroy them as happened like Firaun. You know, he behaved very badly to angels came and you know, Allah Sota keep using angels to angels help him as well, but at the same time they can arrest these people. So that was the Sajdawad. So why the Kulnari Malaikatis Juduri Adam? Remember when we said to the angels, Us judul Adam, do sajda to Adam. What Adam really means, there are so many opinions in the matter. Some people think, you know, Adam means in the color of the skin. Adam is from the word, you know, Adim or Adam, and it actually means, you know, the color of the wheat. The wheat, the color that you eat, that's what we are calling Adam. Adam. So maybe when Adam was created, first person, his color was very similar to the wheat color you know, like brown or something like that. And then no doubt people in his descendant, they settled in different parts of the world. So some people became more dark, some people became more white or whatever, you know, colors kept changing because, uh, you know, adoption of the, uh, of the climates uh, in the world. One of the explanations by the people is about that. Fasajadu illa iblis. All of them do sajda. Because that has come in the Quran. Fasajadu malaikatu kulluhum ajma'oon. All the angels do sajda and together, immediately. That will be nothing easy. Among the angels, there is no single angel who will not do sajda. All of them, and ajma'un means together. You know, this actually is the way of the believers. Believers way is when Allah commands, do obey His command and carry out the command as soon as possible. Don't delay it. So when angels are commanded, they did not delay. All of them did it immediately. All of them together. They never delayed a sajda. When Allah SWT commanded Ibrahim salam to slaughter his son, then he did it. He did not delay for one month or two months or one day or two days. Or he did not delay, okay, this command has come to me, I do it before my death. Nothing like that. Like for example, Hajj becomes obligatory on the people. So they say, I, I, it's obligatory, but I'll do before I die. You don't know when you're going to go to die. The way of the believer is to do as soon as possible. That's why the Aisha said, that I never have seen anybody does the prayer on the time, as soon as the time comes, you know, and more keen to do that 
than the Prophet Because the Prophet ways to obey Allah as much as possible. When Allah's command comes, nothing can stop him from, from obeying him. He just wants to do it. If Allah commands. It is the way of Bani Israel. Because they are by Shaitan. They delay. So when Allah commanded, Musa commanded them to slaughter a cow. So the way of their father Ibrahim was what? Ibrahim's way was, just do. Ibrahim was commanded to slaughter his son. Think properly. The difference. Ibrahim, their father, was commanded to slaughter the son. Did he ask any question? His command came in the dream. Did he ask any explanation? Nothing. He did not ask, oh my lord, which knife I should use? Which time of the day I should slaughter my son? Which place of, you know, I should slaughter? You know, and what age? Nothing. He just did tell it. Now these people are family of Ibrahim. And they are not commanded to slaughter their son. Commanded to slaughter a cow. Any cow. But they don't want to listen. So what they ask question is, you know, they are confused. We don't know what cow means. Listen. Who does not know what cow means in this world? Those people don't know what cow means. But if you don't want to listen, you can create a problem. That are like, like we Muslims, we don't know what morning means, what night means. Allah says, Complete the fasting until night. So we say we don't know what night means. It means hours. Actually, don't know them in the world. It means hours. That you fast only eight or nine hours. The Quran does not say it's exactly until night. Until the night comes. You know, it is very clear. So, you know, people know what you know what cow means, but they kept asking the question. So try to understand really that whenever Allah commands something, do it as quickly as possible. And say, Oh our Lord, I listen to you. This thing to ask a question in order to delay the command is the way of Iblis and the way of Ban Israel and the way of Shaitan's followers. You know, people who follow your angels and people who follow the prophets and messengers, they carry out the command of Allah as soon as possible. Is it clear? Try to understand whenever any command of Allah comes to you, don't delay it. Because delaying itself is a problem. And then you don't know really whether you'll be able to do it or not. So that's why do it as soon as possible. The prayers, the fasting, the zakat, the hajj, kindness, spend money to people, being nice to the people, all those commands of Allah, people should do them as soon as possible. Never, never delay them. So I understood, Illa Iblisa, except Iblis. Now in Arabic language, when you use Illa, it comes actually for two minutes. And it was a question, you know, last time Akhlaq asked, so that's very important to understand. In the Arabic language, Illa is used, you know, in two minutes, what it calls, you know, Ittasal and Qatai. Sometimes Mustasal is Muttasil and Munqatai. What they mean in Muttasil is, when what is being exempted is part of in the whole. So, for example, when you say, Ja'an nasu kulluhum illa zaydan, or Ja'an nasu illa zaydan, all the people came except Zayd. So, Zayd is also part of the people. So, you know, so when you exempt Zayd, that is called istithna mutasid. It is related to that. But sometimes uh, you make istithna munqatay. Istithna munqatay, when what is empty is not part of that. For example, you know, like, you know, uh, the classical example that we give in the book of the grammar is Ja'al qawmu illa himaran. All the people came except one donkey. But donkey is not from the people. But maybe donkey was expected to come, but it was not from the people. That's called istathna munqatiyah. Istathna munqatiyah in Arabic language, in, in, in the grammar, you know, has one important thing. It always mansoob. It always in this case. Always. So you can't say Ja'al qawmu illa himaran. You never can say illa himarun. Never, never, it always. So Zayd can differ. So Iblis is 
مستثنى منقطع كالإبليس is not from the angels you know when what is being exempted is not part of the you know the main noun before it then call it مستثنى منقطع disconnected فسجدوا إلا إبليس all of them did سجدة except إبليس some people say because you know all the uh, Middle Eastern languages they are from the same family so in the Middle East there used to be Arabic language and ancient Arabic language that is the language of people of Aad all the ancient because the Arabs were the main civilization in the Middle East so they have got their own Arabic language ancient Arabic language then those ruling dynasties Aad and Thamud they are the masters you know, they are so powerful people Quran mentioned that you know, their strength and their power so much they have been destroyed when they destroyed the you know, people who were left they scattered everywhere in the Middle East then from that ancient Arabic language many new languages came into existence like Hebrew, Aramaic, you know, Syrian language, some other languages and also modern Arabic language. So this modern Arabic language is from the family of the ancient old Arabic language. So they were, like for example in, in Europe you have got Latin. So from, the, from Latin language came many European languages. Like in India we have Sanskrit. So Sanskrit was the mother of all languages. Now all the modern languages in, in India they come from Sanskrit. So similarly, all the all the language, all the Middle Eastern languages, they come from the ancient Arabic language. That was the mother language. So when they scatter, it's still the same roots, same words. You can say similarity. When you look at the words from Hebrew and from Arabic language, they're very similar. That's the same language. So Iblis in Arabic language, actually, if you can see, you know, Iblis is not Arabic word anyway. It is Hebrew whatever word in Arabic language. But certainly something similar to that comes in Arabic language as well. Abalasa Yubleso. means when to, have, to, have de, to despair, to lose the hope. So it could be, it is his title. Because he lost all the hope. Allah cursed him and until the day of Qiyamah, he never had any hope to be, to repent. He never can repent. So his name became actually Iblis, the one who has no hope. Hopeless. Hopeless person. Nothing, no hope for him. That could be his meaning. To consider how big the curse from Allah Taala. You try to understand really that when people become arrogant, very little hope is there that the person can repent. If people eat haram, people do bribery, people cheat, or people do zina, there is hope that they can repent. But if people become arrogant, there is very, very little hope that they can come back. You can see. You know what is task of Jahal to become believer? Not that things are not clear. Arrogance. His leader, he does not want to, to lose his leadership. What starts for to understand and think? Leadership, you know, power, you know, his thing like that. So when, because people who have power and leader and, 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 and they are arrogant, they don't want to listen to anybody. They think they have got everything anyway. They don't think anybody has got something which they need. They never think like that. They think whatever they have got, that is perfect. Everybody needs that. They don't, they don't miss anything. That's what they think. This big, big dangerous really. Because no doubt really, it is really ignorance of the, they don't have knowledge properly and they don't have proper power. So Iblis actually has got this thing. It is from Iblis. To anybody who's arrogant, try to understand in this world, that why actually your, your children make effort to make them humble. So for example, if your child does mistake or wrongs anybody, wrong any other child, force your child to go and ask the person to forgive him. You know, train your child to be quick to ask forgiveness. 
never make him to humble. Make him to say sorry very, very clearly. But you know, sorry is by word only from the heart. Make him to feel, to, to understand really that you do mistake. When you do mistake, you have to ask the other person to forgive you. Similarly for Allah Taala, so you have to create humility and humbleness in the mind of your child. It is very, very important. If you don't do this thing, then they become arrogant and you know, problems remain there. Sukana so, al-Jinni and Yailah Ibris Kana min al-Jinni He was from Jinn. So now those people who say Ibris was from angels, they are wrong. They are wrong many, many ways anyway. First thing is, angels never disobey Allah, Quran says. And Ibris disobeyed. So how can we angel anyway? And then the Quran says Kana min al-Jinni. He was from Jinn. So how can he be from angel? So he was with the, with the angel, but not from the angel. Means from, the, from his nature, his, his jinn. But in companionship, he was with the angel. So we can say he used to live with the angels, but he is not an angel. He was from jinn. He is from jinn. Kaan amal jinn. The Maksari here also makes a very important point that he did not do sajda, and it is the mean thing not to obey Allah Taala. So Allah wants to say the reason he did not obey me because he was mean anyway, he was from lower people, from jinn. And this is actually very important to understand that they can't, all the ulama agree that uh, jinn are lower than the human being. Whether, uh, what about angels? There are two opinions. Some people say angels are better than human beings. And there are other people who say, no, human beings, among human beings, those who are prophets and messengers, they are better than the angels. But as, as a whole, no doubt really, angels are better than human beings. Okay, among the human beings, there are people who go to far afield. You know, there are people who are very low. Among the angels, nobody goes to far afield. So that you can see angels are, as a whole are better than the, uh, the, than the human being. It could be, according to some opinions, there are some human beings, like Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Ibrahim Alaihissalam, Musa Alaihissalam, Isa Alaihissalam, and some chosen people, they could be better some than many, many angels, or maybe all angels, we don't know really exactly. Uh, you know, Quran never teaches something like that, which is not our belief. But certainly what they agree is, jinn, they are lower than human beings. Think proper, and that's why they become arrogant. You know, mean person, lower person, if you give him portals, he, he becomes, you know, arrogant. So when a human being, they give importance to the jinn, and they think a problem has come to my life because of jinn, jinn become arrogant. They think now I can harm people, I can do whatever I like. That actually I remember we did a course last in London to make very clear Jinn don't have the powers that you believe they have. They don't have power really. They don't have power. If they have any power, they can make themselves successful. They don't have those powers. They ne- never can harm you. They never can benefit anybody. All the harm and all the benefit only is in the hand of Allah. They don't have anything. They can't force you. They only can sometimes teach dirty things. But they can't force you to, for example, you know, if uh, you want to look at something, you know, shaitan will make effort to, to you to the, you see that thing. But shaitan will not come and open your eye. What if I, I, I close my eye, can jinn can come and open my eye? You never can do like that. You know, the thing really, if you want to go to the mosque for the prayer, can shaitan come and, and hold your, your leg and you cannot move? Is that happen like that? If you move, can shaitan stop you? No, he's so, so weak. He cannot fight you. When you go to the mosque, shaitan never, never can stop you. Shaitan only can put in your heart laziness or bad ideas. But if you just do, nothing, nothing can happen. It never happens. If you want to fast, 
Will shaitan come and put the food in your mouth? Tell me. Did it happen to you any time? That you want to fast and the shaitan comes and force you to eat? Does it happen like that? No. When you pray, the shaitan comes and makes you force you to talk to the people? No. Shaitan never forces people. Shaitan only gives ideas. Like, you know, like any human being. Shaitan does the same thing what any human being does. You know, your friends sometimes put bad ideas in your mind. Same shaitan does. So try to understand this properly. Don't, don't relate to shaitan something which he has never got. So that's why all these stories that shaitan possesses people and you know, Iblis or Jinnis possess people and they control them and they force them. None of them are authentic. Nothing really true. It never has come in the Quran or in the Sunnah of the Prophet It never happens really. That's why don't waste your money and don't waste your energy. And most women, they get the problem, go to the right cause. Think properly that there must be simple, you know, simple explanation. Any problem that happens in your life, go to the people who are experts of that field, they can find to you the explanation. And sometimes they can say, we don't have explanation. But this explanation that there must be jinn in you and possessing you, this explanation not coming from Quran, not from the Sunnah, and not from any specialist. It is coming only from the people of the trick, those who want to cheat you, cheat you and take your money. It never comes from any authentic source. And they people, those who cheat you, when they have that problem, what they do? They go to doctors. Then they don't go to anybody, anybody else. They know it is a problem. It's not gene. They know it is a problem. It is a problem of the physical health or something like that. So anyway, the Quran said, He was from jinn. فَفَسَقَ عَنْ أَمْرِ رَبِّهِ فَسَقَ يَفْسُقُنْ عَرْبِكَ لَمُوِي means, you know, to de- disobey, you know, the command of someone who commands you and you do- don't obey and you come out from that. So it is actually dirty thing. Fisk and the kufr, you know, in, in, in our time, in later Islam, people have got certain categories. So people say kafir. Kafir, they mean someone who is unbeliever. And they are Muslim who is believer. And they've got fasif. Fasif they mean believers who are sinful. Sinful believers are called in, in, in Muslim term, in, in Muslim in context as fasif. So when somebody says fasif, what they mean is somebody is a believer, Muslim, but he's sinful. So for example, if somebody does not pray, so people call him fasif. Or somebody lies a lot, you know, he's a fasif. But that is not what in the Quran appears. In the Quran, fisk means clear disobedience. You know, shamelessness, you know, coming out from the loyalty, from the covenant of Allah. Fisk basically means to break the covenant of Allah. Allah has made a covenant to the people that you must obey. Fisk means to come out from that covenant. That fasaqa basically means to come out from something, coming out. And in the Arabic language, it remains on its true nature. You know, when the languages are made, they are made, you know, they develop from, you know, from from, you know, from certain meaning conditions that people can understand. But when you borrow the words, then you, you lose the history of the words. Arabic language, because it remains as unchanging, you can understand what they mean. In Arabic language, until now, really, any word which starts with the fa, you know, fa, like you see, when you say fa, you open your mouth. Every, every word which starts with the fa, it has a meaning of opening, something opening, like fataha to open. Faraqa to open. Anything open, fasaqa, fasaqa, anything, fasala, separate, anything opening, the word in Arabic language starts with fa. So similarly, fisk. Okay, it opening, meaning it because people are coming out from coming. They're breaking that coming of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
the very very mean character of Fiske. Shaitan has broken the covenant. No, he, well, who is? You know, and this mean character, mean thing. So think properly here, what is the problem of Shaitan? Is Shaitan the problem that he does not have any proof of God's existence? Why Shaitan did not, did not obey? Because he does not have proof of God? Is this problem? No, he actually he talks with him. What Shaitan's problem is? Shaitan's problem is not to listen. This means, fisk means not to listen, disobey. That I am trying to say is the problem of the word is not that they don't have proof of God's existence. The problem is because they don't want to listen to obey. They want to live in the life as independent free. They don't want to accept any slavery. They don't want to accept any law. That's simple thing, religion. That's the real problem. That's why people don't want to believe in, in Allah. Not because Allah, you know, belief in Allah is such a big thing, you know, to, it needs a proof. No. Tell me who is the worst kafir in the world? Is any kafir worse than shaitan? And shaitan is the one who believes in God. So you can imagine it. The worst kafir has no problem. He's the worst kafir. There's no kafir worse than him. He believes in him. But he disobeyed him. Intentionally, he disobeyed him. If people disobey the Lord, not intentionally, not rebellious, they still can be Muslim. But when you rebel, that makes people kafir. What shaitan did, he rebelled. Means he challenged Allah. He said, no, I'm not going to listen to you. I'm not going to do sajda to Adam. And I'm going to mislead him. It is rebellion. That's what made him kafir. The Quran says he became from kafirin. But there are believers who don't rebel. They don't obey Allah because of the weakness. You know, they don't have like Adam al Islam. Adam al Islam, the Quran says, Adam, Adam disobeyed his Lord and he was misled. Adam's disobedience was what? Weakness. Desire. The weakness. So when the weakness is there, desire is there, and if people don't listen, that is, that is also not good. It is disobedience. People have to repent. But it is not as bad as this one. This one is rebellion. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please support us so we can continue to bring you world-class content at www.cambridgeislamiccollege.org forward slash donate. And please don't forget to subscribe to deepdean.tv for more Islamic studies content in HD videos. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.